AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to episode 288 of the Bobbycast, where things happening on this episode include, we'll talk to Jordan Davis, old buddy Jordan Davis, who's got some hits, and we'll catch up with him. I haven't seen him in a while since he shaved his beard off, but he still got his beard. All the news was Jordan Davis shaves his beard. He had a long beard, but he still got a beard. Yeah. It should have been Jordan Davis trims his beard. Trim the beard. That should have been the headline. So it shouldn't have even been a headline. Uh, it'd be good to talk to Jordan again. Uh, also, Brew who is big on TikTok. He's got 3 million-plus followers. He was a radio guy in Detroit. Now he's a radio guy in L.A. And that story I learned as we were going, I can't believe that his follower account jumped that rapidly. I mean, he went from being a dude doing nights in Detroit to 3 million and uh, an L.A. job in four months. This shows you how rapidly that thing can grow. So it was good to catch up with him. What do we learn from that? I mean... How fast you can grow a how, TikTok? How fast it is. If you just find your kind of specialty? Find your thing and stick with it, and just like that. Yeah, pretty wild, wild story. Uh, so that's happening. Uh, as we get started here, let's do the top five things I'm looking forward to this week. Uh, at number five, I don't know this kid, this TikToker, Andrew Janikos yet, but some of my friends... Janak. I didn't yeah. say his name yet. And I'm sure once he's a big star, this will come back to haunt me. <laughs> like the time before I knew Marin, it was like, what's her name? Marin Mora? <laughs> well, he started on The Voice. Okay. And then he was on TikTok a lot. Do you think I've seen him on TikTok? Pro- no. On my I, For You page? I heard his name before I saw him on TikTok and then went back on TikTok. Mm. Okay. Well, he's got a new song out called Wine Country. Here you go. And let that wine country play a song out to the back porch. Justin Moore has a new song called She Ain't Mine No More at number four. She ain't mine no more. Don't Speaking of Marin Morris, <laughs> Taylor Swift released a new song called You All Over Me, and Marin sings background vocals on the song. It's the first song from her From the Vault series. Here you go. God knows Swore that I'd get out of here 
still got you all At number two, Maddie and Tay released a new song called Woman You Got. guests on my once a month Twitch talk show that we do here at the house. Actually in the room next to this room we do that. And that was good and that will be released next week on audio. Yep. So we'll put that here and Maddie and Tay were a guest. I thought it was good. I, I wonder how the, the Jenga is going to come across on just a podcast for Well there's still an interview happening during it so. Yeah kind that's of. That's the audio element. That'll be interesting. Uh, but that'll be out next week. We can finally release that. And number one, Caitlin Smith released an acoustic version of her album Supernova. Here is a new version of her song, I Can't. All the time and the whiskey I've wasted But I can't ever get back Oh, I tried to find the courage just to face it But I can't, I can't And I'm tired of you feeling like a stranger And honorable mention, oh. Carrie Underwood released her new gospel album, My Savior. Here is a new song, her version of Amazing Grace. Oh. Marty Stewart's releasing a new digital album, Songs I Sing in the Dark. It will feature 20 songs with Marty sharing one song each month. The first one is out. I'll play it for you. Here is Ready for the Times to Get Better. Well, I've got to tell you, I've been racking my brain, hoping to find a way out. There's been too much of this continual rain. Change is coming, no doubt. Miranda Lambert released another new song from the Marfa Tapes. It's called Am I Right or Amarillo? Georgia Webster has a new song called Push and Pull. Ashley McBride has a new song out called Shut Up, Sheila. Julia Michaels has a new song called All Your Exes. As far as albums go, 24K Golden's got one. AJR, Evanescence. Uh, Thomas Rhett's on a roll. What's Your Country Song is now his 17th number one on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart. It's the 11th number one in his uh, country airplay chart. Here you go. Nobody has more consecutive number ones on that chart than him. Turn it up a little bit. Tennille Arts is making chart news. Her debut single, Somebody Like That, has finally cracked the top 10 on the country airplay chart. It took her 58 weeks to get there, and that set the record for the longest climb up to the top 10 for a solo female artist. Do we know the overall record? And does Travis Denning still own that? He still owns it, yeah. If this song goes number one, it could beat it. It could, yeah. And I hope they're sticking with it. I'm not sure. Sometimes they go this as far as we can get and they give up. I think he's 64. If they hang on, they could beat that. So congratulations to her. Did we ever repost the Tunnel Arts interview? No. We should do that. Okay. Like Sunday or Monday, let, let this live its life and then repost it and I'll do a new intro for it. Yeah. Because we have one with her before that song really hit. Yeah. Back I think it when, like just came out. Mm-hmm. Back when I lived in the other place. Uh, Luke Combs has been busy working on a third album. And in case you're worried that it might suck, he said album three is going to be real good. That's it. Yeah, we never thought it was going to suck anyway. In 2020, the music industry had its best year since 2002. The industry brought in $21.6 billion, the highest figure since 2002. Overall revenue increased by 7.4%, 7, 7. led by superstar acts. And this is just 
um, streaming for the most part, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, they didn't, I wouldn't know any yeah, show industry. But uh, they f- they figured out a way to make a lot of money streaming. Mm-hmm. Don't think they haven't. Maddie, and, uh, Maddie and Tay are CMA ambassadors. I burped out some soup ahead. <laughs> what kind which, of soup? Well, which is gross. But I tell you what happened over at the house a few minutes ago, is that before I came home from work and we didn't get home to almost one o'clock today. Caitlin said, hey, I made some soup for lunch. She's going to be gone tomorrow. She said, you can eat it for lunch tomorrow as well. I said, great. I didn't know if she'd eaten or not. So the soup was on the stove. And so I had my soup and I left it out. thought she'd come home and eat it. And she didn't she would come home for like four hours. She was like, hey, the soup is still out. I was like, yeah, don't you want any? Maybe we have it for dinner. She was like, you can't leave soup out for four hours. I was like, not even on the stove? The stove wasn't on. She was no. like, no. So I had to dump out a bunch of soup and I have no lunch tomorrow. Oh. Anyway, Maddie and Tay are CMA ambassadors. Uh, an autographed Jay-Z trading card sold for $105,000, which is crazy. Dang. I'm looking at it now. It's a Signs of Stardom car. Are you thinking about buying any NFTs? I mean, I'm, I don't know. I really don't get them still. I wouldn't have a reason to have them. It's basically, you own a serial number. Yep. But what does that serial number attach itself to usually? Like a cool... Something cool? Cool image. Digital art. A moment. It's digital. Yeah. Everything's digital. It's, it's Bitcoin. But just a piece of... Art of some sorts. Or I saw one guy bought a virtual house. So he owns like a house but can't live in it. And that's an NFT. How much did that cost? It was like half a million dollars. Huh. See, I don't get that. <laughs> All right. Well, there's your headlines. There's your new music. Jordan Davis coming up. We should sell this whole episode as an NFT. An NFT. Uh, Brew on the radio. Thank you guys for hanging out. All right, here with Jordan Davis. What's up, man? What's going on, man? Good to see you. I was talking about your beard earlier, and I read the headline that Jordan Davis shaved beard. I don't, and it was a big headline. I don't think that's the headline. I think it's Jordan Davis trims beard. And secondly, I don't think that's a headline. I agree, hundred <laughs> percent. I was actually, I knew the second that they like sent over me to get copy on the photo they were going to post and say like Jordan Davis trim like shaves his beard. I was like, guys, we if you don't pull out a razor, you can't go shave. I thought you were going to be naked-faced. Oh, dude, I can't pull that off. I don't think anybody, like... Do you look like your brother? Yeah. When you shave your face? Like, I'm just trying to imagine what you look like, because I've only ever known you with a beard. I look very much like Jacob. Old? Are you older or younger? I'm two years younger to the day. Well, two two years and a day. He moved here first, or did you guys come together? No, he moved in 2010. I moved in 2012. So what does he tell you... Because you're trying to make that decision as well. What does he kind of tell you from his two years? Because he was a baby here as well after two years. But what does he say to you, his little brother? Well, he actually, like, he was. But he signed a pub deal quick. So he was writing songs. I think he signed within six months of moving to Nashville. Uh, So I remember what was funny is he was going to a listening room round when it was at the old spot. And he was going to see Travis Meadows at a writer's round. And he called me one morning, and I'd been sending songs back and forth to him for probably a year, like the first year of him moving to Nashville. Were you riding down Louisiana? Yeah, yeah. In Baton, I was still in Baton Rouge. And I, I sent him a couple songs, and he called me one night, and he was like, hey, dude, I'm going to see this great songwriter. Uh, check him out. And I think he was either like kind of critiquing me on a song I'd sent him or something. And so the whole time that night, I just sat in my – apartment in Baton Rouge and I was like I'm down here about to go to bed because I I was cutting grass at the time I have to wake up at 5am to go start slinging a weed eater and I was like or I could be in Nashville 
probably find a job cutting grass, doing the exact same thing I'm doing here, but being in town, writing songs. And that was the night where I was like, all right, I'm going to move to Nashville. So, I mean, he was, he was very, he never pushed me to move to town, but he was kind of like, hey, man, you can keep sending me songs all you want, but if you want these songs to legitimately get heard, you got to move to town. How old were you then? 2012. I'm 33 now. Uh, oh, man, now I got to do math. I don't know. I was you know, mid-20s. So you weren't 18 years old. No. I was you, behind the game. I was late start. So then what was it for you as far as what did you think you were going to do when you were 22 still working? Like what was, the, what was the goal? Did you think somehow you were just going to play music locally? What was the deal? No, I wasn't even playing. Like I wasn't even playing band shows. Uh, I mean, my if it had gone the way I would have thought it had gone when I went to college, I'd have been working for an oil and gas company in New Orleans gone back to my hometown in Shreveport and, or, you know, found something in the environmental field. Um, you know, cause I was a big boom at the time. Um, so I'd have been doing something on gas. I'd, I'd have been writing songs. Like, you know, we'd, I'd always written songs, but I don't think I would have ever seen it professionally. So when did you start playing guitar then? Or, or singing or either? Oh, I mean, I started writing songs. I was probably 10 years old, 10, 11. Did you do it with a guitar? Did you, yeah, yeah. How, and, and who in your family played music to make you want to play music? That was my dad. My dad was the first one that like got me my first guitar. Uh, you know, my uncle is a songwriter in town and had a bunch of success in the 90s. Who's your uncle? Stan Paul Davis. So you have family here other than your brother? Yeah, yeah. So did you ever reach out to your uncle and go, hey, I'm trying to, what, like, what do I do? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, he's kind of out of it now. I mean, he still writes, but like, isn't really hitting it every day, trying to get cuts. He kind of, you know, enjoys not having to do that every day now. He write any big ones? Yeah, he's got uh, Better Man, Better Off from Tracy Lawrence. Be a better man there better it is. <laughs> Why are you surprised that we know what we're doing here? <laughs> no, I mean, I figured, I was like, I, know, I knew you knew this, but I thought we were doing this for the, bi- the podcast. We are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, it was uh, Better Man, Better Off, and Today's Only Fool. I'm being curious for my people who are listening. Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, that was Uncle Stan. And he actually had another one. Now, if y'all have this one queued up, this is, this is the real deal. He had one called Rub-A-Dubbin' by Ken Mellons. He's sleeping in my bed. He's watching my TV. I wish y'all could see Bobby's face as I like telling He's like, oh, we got it. We got it, dude. Yep, there it is. She's just the next ex of my old used to you know, I get the credit, but also get hated on for my position in country music, which is I have a lot of influences outside of country music, but I'm also, I consider myself one of the younger historians at the same time. Yeah. So, of course I know all that stuff. I know. You I know? know? No, I mean, that was like, getting to drive around, I still remember we were driving to, so all my dad's family's from, you know, Mississippi, Delta area, and we would drive and the first time I heard Today's Only Fool on the radio outside of like my hometown mm-hmm. I remember just being like God that's the coolest thing ever like Uncle Stan wrote that like um, so I mean that was the first kind of domino for me and Jacob to be like well I think just getting to see it as a profession and get to see somebody having success um, in what is a really tough business did you guys ever do some stuff together you and Jacob as a kids 
No. Ever sing together? Ever? Never sang together. No school talent shows? Nope. I, 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 I never played a full band show before I moved to Nashville. Really? Signed, I mean, I signed my record deal. I played three shows. And the only reason why I played those three shows is because I thought I might get a record deal. So you move here thinking you just want to write songs. Yeah. Because it doesn't sound like you have this history of putting together a bunch of friends and making a band and performing in front of bowling alleys or anything like that, which a lot of folks do who know that that's what they want to do. Yeah. So you move here uh, upon your brother saying, hey, if you're going to do it, you got to be here. And yeah. I tell people that all the time too, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'll meet people and it's like, hey, they're like, you know what I want to do? I want to stay in Georgia. Or even Gabby Barrett, when she before she moved here, I worked with her on American Idol. Yeah. And after the show was over, she didn't win, but she was coming back and forth from Pennsylvania to Pittsburgh. And I was like, you have to move here. Like, I know you think you can fly back and forth. And she's like, well, Luke told me I didn't have to. I said, well, Luke has $100 million. <laughs> yeah. Luke can make it. Yeah. Luke can get by wherever he's at. Luke yeah. can live in Cabo and be yeah. fine right now. Yeah. I, I said, but you have to be here because all of these rights that may pop up. Yeah. These shows, these meetings. And I think, too, one of the biggest things for, for me is like even me sending songs from Baton Rouge. I'm thinking that I'm like, I, you know, I send my song to Jacob. He plays it for somebody, and they come back and say, yeah, this is good. So I'm like, oh, well, this will be easy. If Jacob signed a deal within six months, I'll move to town. This will be a walk in the park. I'll get a publishing deal. Maybe not that fast, but not long after that. And then you get to town, and you sit down with either guys that were at Belmont. I've always told this story. When my first write was Ryan Hurd. And I sit down with Ryan and I'm like, oh, this guy's really good. Like, this guy's a lot better than I am. And at the time, Ryan didn't have a publishing deal either. So I'm trying to get the exact same thing he's trying to get. And he is light years beyond me as a songwriter. And just being in town and kind of sharpening that skill every day, I think that would be, like, that's in, like you when you're talking to somebody and say, you got to be in Nashville. That's my thing to them is like, you got to be here doing it every day because you probably don't see how much better you can get as a songwriter until you come and sit down with Tom Douglas or Jaron Johnston or somebody like that and it's be like, like iron sharpens iron. Exactly. Hmm. Well, so what about Ryan, who I'm pretty close with as a human? Or I mean, I never write with, write with him because I don't write. Yeah. You know, not like that anyway. What about him as a writer? Especially early on, we like, dang, that guy's good. Like, what was it? What's a Ryan Hurd sit down like? So I, I remember that first, uh, that first write just being like, all right, he. I'd heard some demos from him. And I was like, man, this is gonna be cool. Like, he's got some great songs. Uh, I think it was just the immediate critiques on like, I was like, hey, you know, throw something out like, hey, man, why don't, uh, why don't we say something about, I don't know. I'm trying to go back to like 2012 Jordan, where it's like, you know, your blonde hair falling in a sunset something. And I remember Ryan be like, ah, that's been said. Like, we could do better than that. I, I vividly remember him saying, oh, we can do better than that. Just having somebody to be like, hey, man, that's, you know, we, that's easy, and we could probably say that, but we could probably say something a little bit better as well. I'll play a few of your number ones real quick for those new to the Davis game. Uh, here is Slow Dance in a Parking Lot, number one. Here is Take It From Me. Take it from me if you want a t-shirt to sleep in. It's my and here is Singles You Up. If he ever 
Which leads me to almost maybes as we record this. It's number 15. It's been on, on the chart for 36 weeks. At what point, and here's a little bit of almost maybes real quick. For us. So close, the so at what point do you really start watching the charts? About right now. <laughs> when it starts to creep top 10 and you, you kind of see if it has when it, when the it, heart to be number one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really don't like, you know, leading up to that, like I try not to pay too close attention to it um, just because I feel like you can drive yourself crazy. Especially in the 40s and 30s. Yeah. Which is kind of no man's land and everybody's slugging. You may drop 100 spins one week and go up two and... That will drive you berserk. I mean, it's, uh, I I really try not to pay, even now, like even when I say like I start paying attention to it, I still kind of try to keep distance from it. Uh, But I mean, you know, I mean, I moved to town to have songs played on the radio and number ones are awesome. Like, uh, you know, not even just for like the, the past ones, They've been first. They were first for my brother. They were first for Lonnie, who I wrote Slow Dance with. You know, this one, Hillary, Lindsay, and Jesse are doing just fine as far as number ones. But, uh, but you know, I mean, it's still, there's a huge radio team behind it that works really hard at those songs. And, um, you know, you, you, you want that for them as well. You but, had Hannah Brown in the uh, music video for Almost Maybes. I have friends, they're artists. I'm going to try to keep this as generic as possible that have hired people to be in videos. Someone went and grabbed uh, someone, we'll say from the early 2000s to be in a video. It cost like $15,000 or so. She yeah. flew over, did the whole thing. Is that what you had to do with Hannah? Or did you just ask and she did it? I asked and she never asked for a dime. You didn't have to pay her 10 grand, anything like did that? Not, not a dime. Wow. I was actually, I was just wow. as surprised as you were. I'm shocked. Like I... Do you know her? Well, I met her when she was on Dance with the Stars. Um, so I guess that was a couple years ago. But whenever she hosted the CMAs, wasn't that the CMA or the ACMs? One of them, she was there, and and I was one of the first ones, like on, presenting, not hosting, but like sorry, presenting, presenting. Award, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and I was one of the first ones on the red carpet, and Hannah was just there by herself. So I went over and told her I was a fan, and it was Lauren's season, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember I told her I was like, "Hey, I'm pulling for you on Dancing with the Stars," and she's like, "No, you're not. Y'all are all cheering for Lauren. You don't have to act like you are." And, um, which I was Lauren, sorry, but, uh, but I, I just said hello to her and she told me she was a fan of like an album song of mine. So she literally knew a song that wasn't a single. That wasn't a single. And you approached her without her seeing you and Googling and going, let me find something to say real quick. May, that may have been what she did. I don't know. No, I mean, I, no, I knew what she, I knew who she was. No, no, no. But I'm saying, did she see you coming? Oh, uh, I don't think she would have had time to that, like... That was my question. Yeah, would yeah. she have seen you? Someone said, that's Jordan Davis, got on her phone, picked a song out, or do you believe her? No, I believe her okay. because she's because she threw out Leaving New Orleans and threw a line out from the song. I believe it. So like, and I was like, oh wow, she really is a fan. That's awesome. So had a conversation with her, just stayed in touch with her through Instagram. And then when it came time to start brainstorming for the Almost Maybe's video... I was like, Hannah would be perfect for this. Very public dating life. Um, obviously, has already had a few close calls. Uh, and I seriously sent her a DM. I was like, Hannah, would you want to be 
in the video, and she got back to me like super fast. I was I was shocked. Where'd you shoot it? We shot it here in town in Nashville, at like a studio. So did you fly her in, put her in a nice hotel, all that? Yeah, we did that. Yeah. But as far as like her fee to yeah. be in the video, nothing. Never asked for a dime. That's crazy. She's awesome. Yeah. That's great. The story was that you shaved your beard for the Almost Maybe's music video. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Why? The first... So I went back to like... One of the first lines in the song is... Uh, I had one say we were done in a Baton Rouge College bar. Patrick Tracy directed the video. Great guy, great director. And he was like, man, what if we recreate that bar, the Bogies bar? So we reached out to the bar in Bo- at Bogies in Baton Rouge... They let us basically repaint the front of the bar. So it's in the video, and it kind of zooms out, comes in, you see bogeys, comes in through the front door, and the shave beard was supposed to be me, college Jordan, because I did have a beard, but it wasn't near what it was. So I was like, well, if we're going to do this, we're going to go back to college Jordan. I had like this like pearl snap, like what I was wearing when I was at LSU. And... um and then also, too, he kind of explained, like, this cool scene of me leaving the bar and then walking through this, like, almost, like, portal into the next scene where then all of a sudden my beard just, like, reappears. And it's actually one of my favorite scenes from the video. So that had me hooked on it. And I'm not going to ask you a bunch of beard stuff because I feel like that's probably why you shaved the beard because everywhere you went, it was just... <laughs> I, I, for me, it would get on my nerves. A lot of beard questions. It'd be all the time. Yeah. It'd be beard, 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 beard. Yeah. But because you did shave it, that's what I'm going to ask. Like, did you shave it because you felt like you were becoming a character of yourself? I could, de- I, honestly, I did get tired of beard questions. I would. I did feel like there was times when we probably could have been talking about some songs, could have been talking about music, and it goes back to the beard. Um, you know, I mean, it's kind of part of having a big beard. I kind of knew that going into it. But, uh, you know, at some point, I, I definitely want it to come back to the music I'm making and, and not necessarily about the facial hair I have. I mean, you want to have something that separates you, but you don't want to have something that people only know you for that. Right. And it's a very fine line to walk. But good thing that you have hits because now you can shave the beard. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't have any hits, maybe a different story. It'd be a totally new person. Dude, I can tell you, be at, right, after we, right after I shaved my beard, uh, I walk past a few people that are at my label at the video shoot and had no clue who I was. Same thing with my glasses. I, I took off my glasses and walked into into a, a work meeting and my corporate bosses... Where's Bobby? Did, <laughs> they didn't even say anything to me because they didn't know it was me, right? And like, I know my glasses make me a bit of a character, again, a character of myself. People draw me, they, they go right to the glasses. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't feel like glasses are something that people hold on to as much as if you have a big beard or, uh, you know, your ears completely gauged all the way around with a bit, you know, yeah, there's yeah. some physical things, but I, listen, I was glad you shaved the beard because that's all people would be like, hey, this guy has a big beard, right? You're like, yeah, but he's also the guy that's got a bunch of songs. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm, I'm making some pretty decent music as well. You're yeah. going to do like three or four months of people talking about why you cut the beard and then it's not going to be a thing anymore. Poof, yeah. you've, you've managed to transition from being noticed and people going, oh, you, let's talk about your beard. You have something to talk about. Right. That's always good as a new artist. Yeah. To having hits, shaving it. Oh, hey, you lost your beard. To it won't even be brought up anymore. Yeah. Now the beard's just like. Oh, you should totally big league people and be going before an interview. Hey, I'm not talking about my beard. Don't <laughs> ask. 
Don't even bring I, it up. It almost got to a point like in like tail end of like radio tour. It was kind of like, hey, you know, you don't get a ton of time with some of these new stations. So if we spend, if we get two minutes and we spend a minute and a half talking about the hair that's on my face. Yeah. Like, and we always talk 30 seconds about the song that's coming out. Are we really, are we making any headway here? People do remember you for it though, as somebody new. Like yeah. They do. I think true. it worked. I think you made the right move, cutting it now. Yeah. What's it like growing up as a middle kid? Uh, I mean, I was, I guess my mom would tell you that I was a little more rambunctious than my older brother. You? A little wilder. Yeah. I definitely had a, a it, was, it was a little more of a pain. Uh, high school years. Um, I guess because maybe I got smarter from watching Jacob get caught on some stuff. Uh, I just don't see you as a very rowdy guy now. No, I'm pretty chill now. I definitely don't like, uh, yeah, kind of calm down. But uh, Do you ever feel forgotten as the middle kid? Because, you know, the joke is the first kid, you, take, you have to whoop him. Yeah. If you, let's say you have three boys. Second kid, you forget his name. Third kid, they didn't do anything wrong ever. Yeah. I never felt for, I, I think mainly me and Jacob were so close in age. So I do have a sister that's five years younger than me. But um, she would probably say she probably felt forgotten. She's the only girl, five years younger. And me and Jacob were so tight that like where one went, the other was right there. So like mo- most of the time, if I was getting into trouble or Jacob was getting into trouble, we weren't too far away. And we kind of hung around the same group of friends. Um, so like, I never, I never got the forgotten, never felt forgotten really. You have a environmental science degree. Yep. You mentioned earlier, you thought you might go work to, uh, with something in the environment or oil and gas. Yeah. Like, what do you learn when you get an environmental science degree? So we did a lot of like soil chemistry, uh, horticulture. One of the, my kind of specialty was resource conservation so you know louisiana down south louisiana losing a bunch of land you know erosion that kind of thing is a major problem so that was kind of my ideal maybe going for that money-wise i wanted to get a job as like a health and safety officer on like an oil rig working for some oil and gas company that was like the highest paying job for my degree at the time did that mean you had to go and actually live on a rig for a month at a time or so yeah if you're offshore that's tough yeah it'd have been it'd have been rough i wouldn't have been like the roughnecks like the guys like slinging chains and stuff but uh i would have probably been the most hated i don't think there's a more hated person on an oil rig than the guy that runs around and tells people what they can't do i mean it's the hr person in the office but basically it's that's what that job does you're toby you, yeah. You're totally yeah. You have to have them, but you hate to have to deal with them. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think Jordan is up there with Matt Stell as, you know, two of the smarter guys that we talked to like that, it, yeah. that do music. Is, what, what did, Matt played ball in college, didn't he? Yeah, but Matt was... I'm not saying that if you play ball, you don't you can't be smart. Matt though. was going to go to Harvard with medical. I mean, he got, he no was, way. Yeah. He's that smart. Yeah, he's extremely smart. And he's Ooh. so he's shockingly smart. Because we'll hang out, we'll play basketball in the back, or him and I have gone to Arkansas to watch games and stuff. Yeah. So Matt and I are low-key friends, and I like to feel like I'm a pretty bright guy. And you're like, oh, here's this guy, he's kind of grown out of mullet, 
kind of goofy singer. But it's the exact opposite. He's like, actually, in, in 1312, whenever, and you're like, what the is happening here? And so I did not know he was like Harvard mm, level. Like, was, yeah, I believe he was going to go to medical school at Harvard, right? I believe so. Yeah. He has his master's. Goodness gracious. And he's singing songs. Hey, he's great at it. And he's singing songs. Dude. That's chasing your dreams right there. So we'll, so far, we're creating the Mount Rushmore of smart, smart. <laughs> yeah, smart artists. You have to have at least a number one to be on this Mount Rushmore. Okay. So it can't just be some smart guy that's in town trying to make it. But so far, we've got Matt Stell and Jordan on there. Dude, I love that. Yeah, we'll keep track. Dude, that just made my that's day right there. <laughs> Did you make more money writing songs your first year of your publishing deal or tending bar? Tending bar. By, like, long shot. I took a huge pay cut when I signed my first publishing deal. Were you trying to do both at the same time? No, I hung up the bar. I was so ready to get out of bartending. Like, I did it all through college. Four years after moving to Nashville, like, I was taking the, and I almost took a worse deal than the one I first signed. Uh, Define a worse deal, financially? Financially. Financially and probably, like, down the road, like, ownership-wise of, like, Mm. I could have seen me, like, now going back and looking at it, I could have been in, like, a really bad spot when it came to getting out of it. Uh, Which is one thing that, like, you know, kind of going back to what we were talking about, like, people moving in town. I don't know if it happens much anymore. I feel like lawyers are kind of sharpening, you know, getting that side kind of more nailed down. But I would say to people coming, like, don't just sign a deal so you can call your friends and say, hey, I signed a pub deal. Like, as much as it's not fun to continue a side job, making sure you're at the right spot um, and having to bartend two or three nights a week but still being able to write songs and maybe making 15, 20 grand a year on that, um, I, would, I would definitely do that. But, yeah, I took a – I mean, I had a pretty good bar gig here in town. Uh, Weren't you working? Were you working out of town, like a little bit out of uh, town? Donaldson. Yeah, this place called Ellendale's. Uh, but I mean, it was great. It was a great spot. It was right by the airport, so we had like a lot of like trap, like business people come in. So like, I was doing pretty well. But uh, yeah, I, mean, I think my first pub deal was like twenty grand a year. Who so. was when you come when you came to town and you know you you're new and you're meeting other new and newish people. It's kind of the, your class. Yeah. Who was in your class? I mean, I always you know say Ryan. Uh, Matt McGinn, uh, Jameson Rogers. Um, those are some of the guys that I feel like are, you know, obviously Ryan and Jameson are doing well and got their own music out. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of those. Those were the, the staples that I, like, continuously wrote with and still write with today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything, for every passenger, feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Who was... Looking back at like writers' rounds you were doing, because I'm assuming as a songwriter and then being a performer, you hopped in some of these and listening room, these yeah. Uber random places. Yeah. Did you ever get on one and somebody really freaking cool was on with you, and you're just like, wow, it's crazy. My first ever writers' round was Josh Dore. At the time, he had just signed a record deal with Sony. Uh, a girl named Elise Hayes, who is an great. amazing singer songwriter, plays keys, keys, yeah, amazing, and Carly, Carly Pierce. It was my first ever time I'd played guitar with a microphone to a crowd, and I'm sitting next to Carly Pierce, and she's just crushing it. And um, so that was like, I still kind of go back to thinking like, goodness gracious, we all did pretty, that round did pretty, Taps and Tapas, the old spot over in Belcourt. Uh, that, was a, that was probably one of the more successful rounds I was on early. Did a lot of them where I don't know where anybody's at. That played on them. I know Elise from. I took Carly out with me. I did about four months doing stand up, and Carly was the opener for me. We just did two. We did music, and then I would go on. But Elise played keys for Carly. Yeah. And I always thought Elise was so good. She's awesome. Like one of my, still one of my favorite songwriters in town. And I always told her I was like, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Like. And she's still like, I mean, she's still writing amazing music. Uh, but yeah, I totally forgot that she was out with Carly for a long time. Playing keys. I mean, that's how yeah. I met her was Carly opening for me every night. And yeah. Elise was there and I was just blown away at Elise. Yep. I was like, dang. Uh, your wife still an attorney? Yep. What still is, working. What is she attorneying? She's putting bad guys away? She's corporate. Ooh. So she, oh, it's, e- it's, even worse guys. Then. It's it's rough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even yeah. worse. <laughs> even worse. Dude, today's our anniversary. Oh, me, you and me? That's nice. Thanks for remembering. Yeah, man. No, it's you and your wife's anniversary? Yeah, and you're today. here with me? Yeah. Are you guys doing anything tonight? Yeah, we're going to go eat tonight. We're going to try to go eat two, Caitlin, my fiance and I. But Wait, is it really your anniversary? No. Oh. No, but I'm saying we're just going to go eat. That's the way I'm Oh, talking. yeah, yeah, we're, tra- we don't get, we're hardly ever in town anymore. So yeah. we're here. We get to go eat, but it's like a storm is coming in, although it's not going to hit as bad as they thought it would. Yeah. But 
Where do we go eat on a storm? Where are you going on a storm night? I think, I'll be honest with you, I can't even, the Joseph, what's the spot at the top of the Joseph Hotel? It's like an Italian spot. Hmm. I don't know what that Yolofs? is. Yolofs? No, it's it's not at the top. It's or is it bottom, in, oh, okay, okay. Caitlin took me to the Italian place. Is it good? Yeah. So this is our first time going there It's tonight. great. It's very expensive. Is it? There are parts I mean, of- I guess if you can like, if we're going to go out and do it big on the- We don't go out very often. Yeah. But we went, she was like, we got to go to this place. I hadn't taken her out. She goes on these, we shot for 16 weeks, my Nat Geo show that comes out on Nat Geo. I'm stoked about that, man. Well, it's going to be we'll awesome. We'll see. We'll see how it does, right? Like, I'm <laughs> pumped. It's happening. But she would go out, and we would go to small towns. We'd be in Estersville, Iowa. We'd be, and she would just be in these old, dirty hotel rooms, just sucking it up, take, you know, yeah. helping me, doing her working. You know, she's, she's in tech. Yeah. And so she's like, no Wi-Fi, coding, talking to people in other countries. Then she go out on set and help me do my dump. You know, I'm climbing towers and all kinds of crap. And then we come back, and I was like, whatever you want to do, we're going to do it. Yeah. Wherever you want. I owe it to you. Yeah. That's but, what, I mean, and she, but like, yeah, she's, and she's like super busy right now. This is like her busy mm-hmm. time of the year. And, um, but I mean, it's crazy. She loves it. Like, if you were to sit and look at what she does every day, it would drive you mad. Like, is it a lot of contracts? Contracts. Oh, nonstop. And she, she's, she loves it, loves it. Loves it. Like, doesn't... It's shocking that, like... And we've even had the conversation of, like... Babe, do you want to, like, keep... We got a young one now. I was like, do you really want to... Or at least working as much as you are now. But she, like, seriously loves reading these contracts. You know... I really don't even know what she does. I mean, I guess she fixes them or looks for errors... But, uh, I mean, she's, I mean, she devoted a lot of her schooling to that and a lot of her life to being an attorney and, uh, you know, she made partner, which is like a huge goal for her. So like, it's kind of tough, you know, I mean, it's tough if you get something done and you don't want to just hang it up. Can we take Jordan off the Mount Rushmore and put his wife? <laughs> oh, hundred percent. There's a power if couple right any, here. If there's oh, any Davis that needs to be on it, it needs to be Kristen. Yeah, for sure. I have... I- you know, with with Caitlin, I'm like, hey, why don't you quit your job? You know, because she just, it's sometimes 13 to 14 hours. I'm like, why don't you quit your job? You don't need it. Like, we're going to get married. I'll, I'll, I'll carry her the load. Yeah. She has this, she she wants to have, you know, some, what she feels like is worth in, you know, what's happening here. And I'm like, hey, you can have a lot of worth. I have like 94 people that are doing 94 jobs. You could do all those. Yeah. Because you're great at yeah. being smart. I have smart people that do different jobs. And but isn't that kind of awesome? Like, don't you like, isn't it like, that's one of my favorite things about Kristen. And I'll probably same thing for you with Caitlin. Like just the, the drive. I hope I don't have, I don't have that. I don't have the drive that Kristen has. I'll tell you like right now, like when she puts her mind to something, it's, it's get out of the way. I'm going to get it done. And I mean, I, I do. I, I, that's one of my, my favorite traits about her. And it's not just work. It's really, you know, it's any. It's just, I don't know. I think it's awesome. Do you put your kid on Instagram? Yeah, she's she's on it a lot. Yeah. Did, did you guys have that conversation at all? Yeah, I mean, really, just you know, after kind of seeing Ryan and Marin, um, you know, you kind of just weigh like, is this the right thing to do? Like, should we do this? Um, but she was fine with it. You know, I'm fine with it mainly because. You know, well, hey, I'm not Mary Morse. I'm not. I don't have two million people that are at my fingertips every time I make a move. 
which is tough. Uh, but yeah, we kind of had that conversation, but it wasn't, it, you know, she was, she was totally fine with it. I was fine with it. Does your wife make you go on walks? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the middle of that too. <laughs> I'm just not a walker. Do y'all take the dog? Yeah. <laughs> Might as well, right? Yeah. She, Caitlin loves to go on hikes. She Ooh, loves to take the dogs on dog hikes. We don't do hikes. We do like, we'll take Eloise like around the block. That's always my, you know, compromise. Why don't we take Stanley and Eller and walk around the block? Yeah. And we'll do that sometimes, but she likes to get in, go to Radnor, find a parking spot. Luckily, we have an electric car, so we can park up front. Sometimes there's no parking at all. Yeah. Sometimes there's no parking, even if you have an electric car. <laughs> and so then we walk, but I, I should be better at that. I, see, I would feel like you would be, like, I was just, like, as I'm, like, racking my brain now about, like, anniversary stuff, I bet you're a good gift giver. The best. I, like, a dude, plus. I, <laughs> it's my love language. No one's going to out, not just buy something for the sake of buying it, but it's I. It's going to be thoughtful. It's going like, to be thoughtful, and you're not even going to know you needed it, but you're going to need it, and you're going to love it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the best. That's what, that's the only thing I'm good at. I'm terrible at it. Why? I, I guess because I just, I don't know. I, I like. I guess I'm terrible at it because I don't work at it. What I feel like I feel like I see Bobby Judge like just get better, dude. Just yeah, be a like, better. Put, put the work in. All it does is just a little work. Yeah. What's the uh, What's your love language uh, for you getting? What do you need to get? Uh, words of affirmation. And what is the love language that you give? Uh, physical touch. And what does your wife like as her getting? Hers are gifts. Yeah. Mine are gifts too, and I feel so selfish that mine's gifts. I like to give gifts. I like to get gifts. Well, that's, that evens it out then. But the get gifts makes me feel very selfish. <laughs> I'm like, I need to feel love and need prizes. <laughs> yeah, or, or like if no, if somebody gets you a gift that's like not near as good as like, know, that, like do you ever like critique yes, a gift? <laughs> I do, especially from people that I'm very close to. Like they should have done better. I don't care how much you spend, but how much thought did you put into it? Right. You know? Right. And if you have money, then you should spend a little bit on me too. A little bit. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's only like four or five people that I judge like that. Yeah. But I do because I go, I put so much time into yours. Is Caitlin good at giving gifts? Yeah, she's, she's I would say, A. a. I'm A+. Plus. She's A. <laughs> okay, that's not bad. I think she said to elevate her game a little bit because giving gifts, although she does not is very generous, that's not her love language. Yeah. To, to do. She's had to learn to do mine more. Yeah. And I've had to learn to do hers, which is words of affirmation. Have you known that for a while? Or was that just like when y'all... Mine or, or ours No, together? like just the whole love language thing. I did not know that existed until I met Kristen. I think Amy, my co-host, was the one a few years ago that was, hey, you need to figure out what your love language is so you can communicate that. Because when people are giving you a different kind of love and you're not feeling love, right. it's just their communication's not getting to you. Yeah. Like they're trying to reach you, but you're not there. Right. But you need to find out, you need to teach them where to reach you, how to reach you. And that was a good lesson for me, and I did. Yeah. No, I mean, I kind of like look back now, and you can like look at past relationships and be like, oh, wait, now I know why that probably flew off the rails. Like totally different wavelengths where we just never connected, which I'm glad because obviously I'm with Kristen now, but like, yeah, I never even knew about the love language until, until Kristen's like, well, my love language is x and i'm like oh maybe i should figure that out you do you guys do enneagrams enneagrams yeah just since our like counseling and stuff i think i'm a i don't know i don't want to i i think i know what i am maybe a seven i'm an eight which is very oh yeah straightforward forward you know 
Um, and she's a two, which is a nurturer. And luckily, ours go well together. And I think eight's very selfish, too. And uh, for a lot of things, I'm just like, got to get this. I'm not worried about anything else. It's only me and my goal. Maybe it's like the, maybe I'm a, I feel like seven with an eight hinge mm. might be what. I'm not sure if hinge is the word, but I'm not sure. Is it wing? Something wing? That, I think it's wing. a wing. Wing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, wing. Like with that kind of. So maybe that is like seven and an eight. So we're probably. What is she, your wife? Do you know? I can't remember what she is. How do you feel about Drew Brees retiring? It hurt. I'm glad. I'm happy. Um, I'm very thankful for what he did to New Orleans. He's given me a lot of happy Sundays. So um, I, went, I went to the Super Bowl where he won. Did you? In Miami. Dude, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. God, what a game. Uh, but, man, it, I, like, I just – Drew's one of those players for me that him being out is going to change football for me. It's like when, like, LeBron is my – like, my like my the past generation's MJ. So, like, when LeBron goes out of basketball, like, it's – I don't care who – I don't care the next talent that comes in. It's still not going to be the same. Manning was kind of like that when Peyton retired. Uh, and Drew's that same boat where it's just like, I don't know, it's just going to be weird seeing somebody at quarterback for the Saints. How Louisiana are you when it comes to sports? Um, eat up with it. Yeah. Because I, obviously I am Arkansas. Like, it's, it's all I live in. Very very well aware of that. Yeah. I almost texted you because I... Unless you beat us in the SC tournament? Yep. Yeah. You could have. I don't care. Listen. I know, but I was like, man, I, but, but I know you're, I mean, you're, you're a fan. Yeah, oh yeah. Like you Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm dialed up. I know so I know what the rotation's gonna be. I know if eight, nine, ten guys are gonna play. I didn't know if I was like gonna like text you and all of a sudden look at my calendar and see like, well, Bobby Cast just went away. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have the only time I ever get irritated when people do that is if they're not really a fan and they're talking crap. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm a diehard Arkansas fan. So let's say someone uncle went to Auburn. They didn't really care for Auburn, but Auburn beats us. And, and they're, they're just, like, and they're like well, you suck, War Eagle. I'm like, you're not even a real fan. Don't come over here talking. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. But I think if LA, if we were to beat you guys, unless I know where you guys are already out of the tournament, so good for you. Uh, oh, and we're not. There it <laughs> is. And we got a three seed. I believe you guys. Have no, six, hey, maybe. I was I was shocked. I did not. I like I. I did not think LSU was even going to get past first round. To be honest with you, I uh, thought of the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I think St. Bon- St. Bonaventure might beat us, but now nah, you guys had. Your two guards are so good. Yeah, they're talented. Um, so you get, but you could have texted me and said, "Hey, man, huh, got you this time." I'd have been uh-huh. like, "I'd have been like, block." But then I still liked you. <laughs> then I still liked you. Would you eat cinnamon toast crunch if there was a possibility that there were shrimp tails in it? Yeah. Have you seen the the picture? No. A guy found shrimp tails in a cinnamon toast crunch. Like re- that was real life. Yeah. When did this happen? Four or five days yeah. ago. I mean, I love shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy out of the box yeah just, and, and at first they were like no those are clumps of sugar and then he was like look no, that's a not. shrimp tail and then they're like well somebody possibly at a factory could have contaminated that's what I said too it's probably somebody playing a joke or putting probably. some in a box but it's disgusting yeah 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 and cinnamon uh, I'll never be able to eat cinnamon toast crunch again no don't let that hurt you it's the best cereal there is it is what's the what, what kind of watch you got there is that what is it's that a, a uh, Omega Speedmaster from on. Old Dominion? That's a nice watch, dude. Super nice. Yeah, like they gave this to me. This is our tour gift after the OD tour, and I walk on the bus. They're like, "Hey, man, give me this box that looks like it's it looks like a shoebox," and 
thinking back on it, I don't know why I did this. I was like, guys, thank y'all so much. I didn't even open it in front of them. Like, which is kind of weird. I don't know. Sometimes I feel weird, like, opening gifts. I do, too. Like, so, like, I take it back to the bus, and I open it up, and I'm like, oh, this is Speedmaster. And they left the receipt at the bottom of it, and I was like, whoa, this is too much. I took it back to the bus. Trevor was on there. I was like, Trevor, I cannot take this, dude. This is crazy. He said, no, man, it's our tour gift to you. And I was like, goodness gracious. That's I just nice got, I think I just got him, like, a all a bottle of tequila. But you're the lower act. One day, yeah. When you got yours, you turn the favor. Yeah, you to your lower guy. You don't have to yeah. return it to them. You return the favor by by, right. by getting right, pay it forward. Mm-hmm. But I was blown away when I opened and saw this watch. Dude, it's it's is it's awesome. But I mean, it's all a bunch of great guys, so it shouldn't surprise me. I've recently become a watch guy, just because I felt like I needed something adult. I can only have so many hoodies. Isn't it funny how like the watch is like and, that first step of yeah. like. All right, I'm gonna make a, a a purchase. Well, hey, they never lose. It's tough, you know. They never lose their value. They're always gonna be. Uh, but like, if you check out some of the, well, you probably have you walked in any watch stores in like L.A. or New York? Yes. Like seven hundred thousand dollar watches. Yes, I, I yes, and I don't have any of those. Obviously, um, I have a couple really nice watches. That yeah. When I finished breaking Bobby Bones, I bought myself a really nice watch. Um, I got another one last year for myself. I, I gave some nice watches to my crew on Breaking Bobby Bones, especially the camera guys, because they were breaking their necks getting to places that I was having to get to, and yeah. I'm the one that gets all the credit, right? Um, so I probably have six watches now that are n- fairly nice to nice, but I don't really know enough about them to be smart or to be educated to have a conversation with a watch person. I just know what I like. I see it. So I wear it. So yeah. I go into this store in the mall the other day, and again, I have a new hobby of watches a bit. I go into the store. It was the Breitling store in the mall here. And I walk and I'm looking around. And the guy's like, hey, man, uh, you like watches? And I was like, yeah, kind of a, a, a new, new watch guy. He's like, what, what size face? I, don't, I have no idea. And I was like, ah, oh, man, a three? And he was like, do you mean a 43? A four? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just let that four off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had no idea what I was talking about. And then he kept going, well, so on your timepiece, what you know? What's the duration of? And I have no. And I just left. I left the store. <laughs> he he out he outclassed me with conversation. I was really looking for the watches. There's some nice watches in there, but I couldn't I couldn't take it. I couldn't tell you what. All I know is like this. Like there's three other things on this watch that do something. Have no clue how to work on what they're even for. I just know this is the this is the moon watch. We're gonna rapid fire you real quick before All we right. get out of here. We've done 45 minutes. Let's go. Netflix, Hulu, or Disney Plus? Netflix. I would say the same thing probably on the surface. I just don't get to Netflix very much anymore. Now that The Office is gone. I was about to say, where do, do you have the other thing? That, I watch Peacock. Yeah, yeah. The Office is on. Every night. Turn it on. Do you ever take a break from it? I just, don't. I don't need to because the, that's my safety blanket. Yeah. I know what's going to happen and I'm still entertained by Bobby, it. Bobby, I'm telling you though, if you could take two weeks away from it, it it's... I don't know. You're one of the biggest Office fans I know. So. It's just, I know what's going to happen, yet I still think it's funny, but when I fall asleep, I have to have the TV on, and I don't have to follow along. Yeah. I've had like three of those shows in my life. One was called The Honeymooners. Do you know what that is? Uh-uh. It's an old black and white show from the 60s. Obviously, way before I was born. I was born in the 80s. But I watched that with Ralph Cramden, and then it was King of Queens, which I, I used show. to watch that every night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Friends was in there for a bit. I watched Friends all day, all night, and now it's The Office, and I, it's my, my safety blanket. Just never gets old. 
The only thing we're watching on Netflix right now is Last Chance U Basketball. It's great. I we, just finished it. Oh, you did? So we're not done yet. But we've awesome. watched, I, we've seen every football season. Yeah. Um, but Last Chance U Basketball. Pretty, they do a good job with that. Yeah. It's a good series. Yeah. It's great. Uh, Chick fil A or Popeyes? Chick fil A. Friends or The Office? The Office. George Strait or Garth Brooks? George Strait. Really? I knew that was going to, I knew I was going to get a look up from Bobby on that. I, I, I think I'm a George guy, man. And good for you. I mean, Amy's a George. Eddie and Amy are George guys. Yeah. I'm. I guess I'm the lone Garth guy of us. Of us three, like my super close circle. Yeah. I'm the only Garth guy. Garth's the greatest. George is right. He, do you have George up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of I mean, course, I, have, course, I, I have. I think they're equal in of everyone looking at them as country music icons. Right. But to me, Garth did things on a level that has had never been done and has since not been surpassed. Yeah. And going to be tough to surpass. But without. George, there is no Garth. Yeah. And I also understand that. Yeah. Uh, how about, uh, what's worse, laundry or dishes? Laundry. You passenger or driver on a road trip? Driver. Xbox or PS4 or 5? PlayStation. Do you ever play anything? Not a lot. Do you have one? I have a PS4. I've really stopped playing P- I've I got a PS5 because I'm super cool. And I don't play anymore. I like I don't and I thought that when we came off the road that I would like really pick gaming up cuz we play on the road a lot cuz I mean you just have a ton of downtime mm-hmm. but uh yeah I don't know I just like and it's not even that I don't have time to do it it's like it's kind of like lost its luster to me I think I just have less time to do it yeah you're a pretty busy guy I need to be less busy that's what we're working on and by we're working on I mean she's working on me <laughs> I just say <laughs> she could not be any less interested in, I, I'm not going to say what I do, but the things that come with what I do. All right, yeah. She's, she, it's, she's just like, I don't care. Like, good, she loves that I'm chasing a passion. I don't think it'd matter if I was a, a veterinarian. Yeah. Doing what I do now. I think she'd be right beside me regardless. But she's, right. you know, I got bummed. The ACMs have told me I was going to host the show this year. And then they kind of said, they kind of pulled it back from me and I'm not hosting it now. Yeah. which is kind of a whole situation. And I was pretty bummed about it. And she didn't come and, and you know, rest her head and go, oh, boo-boo, it'd be okay. She was like, "What's? yeah, that sucks, but let's look at what you do. Like, like stop whining about something for a second. Yeah. And so I, it's the first person in my life that's ever been there supportive in a loving way, but also sometimes would just slap me straight. Never had that. And I mean, you know, you being wired the way you are, that's pretty great. But it's annoying. No, it's, an, it's, it's sometimes, it's, it's great like a month later. I'm always so. Yeah, you got to kind of look back on yeah, it. She's, she's always been right in retrospect. Yeah. But I'm always so annoyed when it first happens. That was me and Kristen whenever we first got pulled off the road. I was like, ah, oh, I wish I was out playing shows. She's like, oh, not here with me and your daughter. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, like there's a, there's a line to walk that. But like, yeah, I mean, it's, that's good for Caitlin though. Yeah. Because Kristen does the same thing. Yeah. Well, I, we have people that aren't in the industry, right? That have perspective, real life perspective. Right. And I think that's valuable. hundred percent. Well, listen, it has stopped raining. So we're going to end this so you can get to your truck. Cause it was freaking pouring. And I was hey, like, what? I know I, I wanted to look out there. I was, I was like, it was loud. It was loud and it was pouring and it's going to, it's going to pour again. So I'm going to let you go so you can not get wet. Uh, Cause it looks like you have some fancy clothes on today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, dude, Bobby, I appreciate you letting me come and hang. No, I man, I just hadn't seen you in a while. And I saw your song was climbing up. And I'm sure once this thing gets up, I don't want to waste your shot on the 
the radio show till you need it. Yeah. But I'm sure I'll see you in a few weeks. No, yeah, I'd love to. In, in the big studio too. But I always like these because we can sit down for close to an hour yeah. and actually pull stuff out. And they're yeah. great. You do a great job at this. I do fair. Fair? Yeah, I'm, I'm fair at this. Maybe it's Mike. It's, 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 oh, it's for the, sure Mike. <laughs> no doubt. Mike's the backbone of almost everything I do at this point. Yeah. Like people give me all the credit. You remember Mike was doing stand up. Remember when I played 15 minutes? You, whenever. Yeah. Bobby. Where? Remember when I only played 15 minutes in That's Kentucky? Right. It was in. Sorry, I didn't mean to like start this no, no. back up. It, it wasn't in Louisville. No, it was like a like a Lexington. I can't remember exactly where. It was Wait, at. what was that? How, why did you only play fifteen minutes? Did you something break? Did you lose your voice? No, 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 no. I the night before we were somewhere and we had like a twenty minute set or something like that. And I think I had thirty five minutes with you, and I just got. I wrote the wrong set list, so I played the song. I played all my songs. I walk off stage. And my guitar player's like looking at me kind of weird, like, is everything good, man? Okay, you got to remind me. I remember this playing in Kentucky. Maybe, it was it Owensboro? I don't know. It's somewhere not far from Nashville. And I walk off stage, and everybody's kind of looking at me like, what are you doing? And I just go in the green room, sit there. I was actually waiting for you to like come out. I was going to holler at you. And you come in the green room, you're like, Hey, dude, where's the other 10 minutes? Oh, you didn't play that. You just like, had it scheduled wrong on I your I just sheet. like had yeah. it. I was like, I oh, that. yeah, I guess I, I thought I was 20 minutes. And you're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was like, dude. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. And then I went out and did like 10 extra minutes. So probably, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, hey, guys. No, 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 no. You actually had me back out halfway through your set. Is that what it was? let me play a couple more songs. Oh, look at me. I'm a good guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm a good guy. I, see, I liked, I like people like you that open you have a lot of energy in most of your songs the, because I need a crowd to be uh, eyes up, like yeah. ready, to, ready to have a good time. The best and the worst opener for me and was the best, but the worst for what I do, but I'd have her out again, was Tennille Towns because she would come out and demolish people. Just stabs Just you in the over heart. Over and over again, yes. making them cry, Dude. making them sad. And she's so good. Yeah. She's but she's amazing. talking about songs where people are dying in car crashes and how yeah. hard life is. And Somebody's I'm on the daughter. Si- yeah. I'm on the side going, this beautiful man. I can't. The crowd's crying. And then I got to spend the next 15 minutes digging out yeah. of a hole just to get to even to try. But what a, what a treat she is. Yeah. Okay. She's awesome. We're done. Awesome. Jordan Davis, good to see you. You guys follow him on Instagram, Jordan Davis Official. Uh, are you on TikTok? You doing that yet or no? I am. Jordan Davis Music, I think, though. Well, you got all these different names. I know. You got Jordan Davis official on Instagram, Jordan C. It's w. there. Davis it's there on, on But you can, you can, TikTok, you can find me. I think it's Jordan Davis Music, Jordan Davis. Maybe it's one of them. Don't yeah. get too excited, though. I'm not dancing a lot. So. You have any blind? So I'm doing something now. I just started a couple days ago called Country Music Gossip Boy. And to me, it was just like Gossip Girl is funny, but I tell secrets that are happening in Nashville right now, but I don't say the names. For example, I told, because I know this stuff, I'm not going to reveal it right now, I won't even tell you, because that's how much I lock down secrets. Two A-list country stars that absolutely hate each other, that almost came to blows side stage. This is pre-pandemic, but you would not know if you didn't know. So that was one of them. Number two is, you don't have to, I don't want you to guess either. Number two is, what Nashville recording artist will find a song to record from songwriters, change up one or two words, and then demand a third of the songwriting credit. I guarantee I know both of those. 
<laughs> I guarantee you I know both of them. No doubt in my mind. I don't say who it is, and we're not even going to have that conversation. But that's what I do. I tell I tell. I love figures. that. Yeah, I love, yeah. That's that's great. Uh, so that's that's going to be the thing for a little bit. All right, Jordan Davis, you guys follow him. Great guy, uh, great music. I think that your newest song, Almost Maybes, might be your best song, too, so far. Yeah, like, thank you. Sounds great on the radio. So it'll be fun playing in a show. Yep. Um, there it is. All right, there we go. All right, on with us now is Josh Brewbaker, known as Brew on the radio. Hey, what do I call you? Do I call you Brew or do I call you Josh? All my friends just call me Brew, so go with that. It sounds good. All right, man. Hey, good to talk to you, man. Congratulations on, I just saw that you're now doing afternoons on AMP in Los Angeles. That's pretty recent, huh? Yeah, yesterday was my uh, first day on air, so yep, <laughs> just waking up from that out in Cali, and uh, it's like a dream, so it's been crazy the last couple of months. So you moved, you, you're out of Detroit in California now. Yep, yep, living in West Hollywood right now, and uh, I'm like the first person who's been able to go into the studios here, obviously it's so locked down and all that, but uh, it's been really cool getting to be out here and, and with sun and everything, I mean, gosh, leaving in the winter in Detroit, it was uh, it was a good time. It's really cool what you've done on TikTok. You have uh, over 3 million followers. And I started to see some stuff when you would be like, hey, watch this. I'm going to say this on the radio. And I was like, that's funny. But then I would see other radio guys just being a little weird about it, being like, well, that's nothing. And I was like, okay, well, then you do it. Then if you think you're so yeah. smart, why don't you do it, smart guy? And they couldn't. They couldn't do it, John or Brew. What, is he my friend or no? <laughs> I call him Brew? Brew. Yeah. Brew, you're my friend. That's yeah. right. So that's when you start to have some success on TikTok and and you can feel the people starting to like what you're doing like what's what's happening in your mind are you like I'm on to something like I can turn this into a career like what's happening there yeah I mean I would have considered uh my career somewhat successful you know being in Detroit like I was a city I always wanted to work in and stuff because I'm from there and I was happy with everything and TikTok just kind of took it to a whole new level like I know I heard you talking on the, the pod about it. <laughs> like, you're hearing hate about it. I haven't heard any bad things, which is surprising. I know people talk, you know, behind Max and everything, but uh, I only heard good things. And um, to be honest, TikTok was like a huge part in getting eyes on me out here in LA. And it's a big part of how I got this job. So it's been crazy. And as far as, you know, the TikTok success, it's such a weird app. Like, you can grow so fast in so little time. Um, I started only like in November posting those things and I got a million followers and that's kind of when I was like, oh, okay, like this is nuts. And then four days later I hit 2 million and it's just been kind of rolling ever since. Jeez. You um, went up, you went up a million in four days, just four days. It was like a TikTok I did about, I think playing WAP. Uh, it was <laughs> accidentally on the radio. That one kind of pushed me over. got a lot of, you know, exposure. So, wow. You know, yeah, you make a good point there too. It's all about like eyeballs on you, and if you have a talent, it's how do you get eyeballs on you so you can show your talent. Um, we had to freaking rob a store on the air for it to happen to us, which I would never recommend. But for you, it was you're good, but in a land of everybody being good at a lot of different things, you figured out how to get eyeballs to you to show that you were good. At what point did the, your company go, hey, we need to move you to a bigger spot because we now see, you know, actually what you bring to the company? Like when did this LA deal start to work itself out? Yeah, so you know, I worked for a different radio company, and um, that was kind of the issue. Like, there was nothing nothing really for me, uh, or they didn't, like, react to it fast enough while all this other stuff was coming at me, and I just wanted to strike while iron was hot, and this was like a dream. I, I never thought L.A. would be, like, a possibility and other stuff that's in the works. And, and now TikTok's, like, a part of it. Like, it's part of the career, you know. I'm able to collab and do different projects with that, and there's so many other opportunities out in L.A. that it was just, like, kind of a no-brainer. So you left companies too. What did, 
what I don't I don't know what company you work for, but what boneheads to let you go? Are you kidding me? You, yeah, I know for <laughs> for us radio people, like it was even wilder. You know, like I didn't even have a contract out there. They didn't. They never gave me one. So I I just walked after my two weeks notice because I didn't have to, you know, be restrained to anything. So, uh, but you know, it's it's such a weird thing. Like I said, I wasn't known before TikTok. Like I only had because you were talking about how my other platforms, you know, aren't as popping right now. It's like, like I said, uh, this only started blowing up like three months ago. So it's slowly starting to bleed into Instagram and like obviously Twitter and like Facebook's whatever. But, um, you know, it was just such a whirlwind from when November I had like a thousand followers on TikTok to 3 million. And uh, it just came out of nowhere, you know? So you grew up in Detroit. You're go- like, I grew up in Arkansas. My goal was always to work in Little Rock because that's where I grew up. And that was the biggest city in Arkansas, honestly. You grew yeah. up in Michigan, and was the goal always to get on Detroit? It was, yep. And I started in the smallest market, like, and I'm so glad I did. I started at a place called Bad Axe, Michigan. It's in the thumb. And it was just like I was on an AM country station talking to, like, cows all day. Um, and then just kind of worked my way up, did the whole radio grind thing of going to media market and then Detroit. And I thought, you know, I wasn't like a guy who thought L.A. or New York and stuff like that would be a possibility, but um, – because Detroit was kind of the the end game, at least. But, uh, yeah, I'm just taking the opportunities as they come, and it's been amazing. Um, so I pulled up my, my TikTok here, and I now can, you know, whatever make that rev, rev share money is. I don't have as many followers as you have. I have 400,000 followers, so I'm not killing it over there. N- nothing like Brew's doing. But I looked at my money today. Do you do this, Creator Fund? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to read you my last five days here. Yesterday, $9.50. <laughs> <laughs> the day before that, $4.97, $4.98. I had two big days with 11 Ooh. and 10. Yeah. So just what's a good day? For, what's a good single day for you, Brew? Yeah. So there's a funny thing about it, too, is it kind of like rolls. So like you can get views from a video from months ago and it keeps, you know, collecting views and stuff. But the creator fund's kind of a joke. Like I, I, nobody can really do a career unless you're like Addison Ray or something on that. Um most of the people make their money from sponsorships and deals and stuff. The one video, though, I got like 30 million views playing that WAP on our country station in Detroit. Um, that got me like a couple thousand. And wow. That was like the biggest, the biggest <laughs> one. That's, do you ever get this money, or is it like these offshore gambling sites yeah. where you never quite get the money? Dude, I got it, and I was like, this is great. Like, just having an extra like bonus check every month is like, nice, <laughs> you know, especially when you're in radio when I was making nothing out in Detroit. So it was a nice little bonus. I, first of all, I cannot believe as soon as you started having some heat on you, they didn't put you under a contract. Like that's a that's a bad move by them. Um, and good for you for going. Hey, let me. It, it's hot right now. Let me go get it. And so, like that, I salute you. Excellent move. Were you doing country or pop? I think I'm confused here on what was going on because I saw the WAP video and you were in a country station. What 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 were you doing mostly? Yeah. So my main like home station, and everything was country and I was doing other country stations in our company and then also top 40. Um, cause I was the youngest, you know, like the youngest one in the building. So definitely wanted to keep all the horizons open. It was doing about like 10 or 12, uh, just throughout our company there. And they didn't have you under, con- I'm blown away at this. As soon as I got on like four stations, they were like, we're locking you up and your kids. We own your sperm. It was the whole thing. <laughs> and they didn't know yeah. they did nothing. So you no. go to your new company. What are they? What are you going to do in LA? They have big plans for you. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, the first biggest thing is is afternoons on uh, Amp here, and it's so exciting. I just started the first day, and then we'll uh, we'll keep building it and, and see what they got planned for that. But yeah, I'm really excited. It's so funny. I had to obviously 
get like an agent and everything because I was getting contract offers and stuff from all these companies. I didn't know what was real and like what was it. So he was looking at him. He was like, I was going to take one before, and he was like, you'd be an absolute idiot to take this. I just didn't know. You know, I was never had a contract or anything, and he really helped me out with all that stuff and uh, got me in a much better situation now. So. Dang, had to get an agent. That's how you know it's happening. Nice. I remember, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, good for you. I'm proud for you. One of uh, so a guy that I'm close to that took a chance on me when we very first started syndicating my show was Phil Becker, and he hit me up, and he was like, hey, I love Brew. Yeah. And he, he was like, man, you should reach out to him sometime. So listen, man, I'll, I'll text you after this just to give you my number. So if you ever need a resource for somebody who kind of came up through this thing the same way that you're doing, uh, always hit me up. I'm proud to see you doing it this way. You know, it's all about getting eyeballs on your talent, and I think you did that, and congratulations, man. That's really freaking cool. Yeah, dude, thank you so much. I wanted to tell you, too, um, it was so wild. Like, I was getting DMs on Instagram when you, uh, like, brought me up the first time, and I was reading your book in the airport. I'm a big fan of yours and everyone on the show. hope you're all listening. Hello. And uh, I was reading your second book, and I started getting all these DMs. It was, like, a surreal thing because I'm a huge fan <laughs> of yours, and I don't get why anyone hates on you, man. I love your story as well. And um, how about Arkansas? Yeah, that's why I like to say, how about Arkansas? <laughs> or I would say, like, wait, people hate on me? But no, everybody hates on me, and I hear it. I feel that crap. Like, but that's what, what happens. I'm going to tell you, bro, you have, you have huge things about to happen for you because you're a smart guy, you're a good-looking guy, you're a talented guy. Like, everything that you want to happen can happen for you. Here's the thing to learn. As soon as that pedestal starts to rise, more people see you, but that, that select group of haters grows, too, just because you're going higher. It doesn't mean more people are hating you. It just means you're, you're rising higher so more people see you. So... Who knows? I hope you never have to go through some of the crap I've been through. But if you do, you got a voice, you got an ear here you can talk to, and I'm very proud for you, and just crush it, man. I love it. Love to see it. I appreciate it so much. Thanks so much for uh, reaching out and stuff. This is awesome. One final question. In my honor, yeah. can you use the word boner on air? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if I get fired from this job, I <laughs> All right, all right. All right, Brew. Good to talk to you, you guys. Follow, follow uh, Brew on the radio on TikTok and on Instagram. And uh, Brew, I'm sure once everything's lifted, I'll see you in real life. Have a good day, man. Yep, you guys too. Thanks so much. All right, see you later. See you. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. 
You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.